1: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Brinkinridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. When I first saw one of these stories, I was, I was kind of surprised that really flip phones uh, are making a comeback. But maybe I shouldn't be surprised because, and, and we see it at some level, I think, with this whole delete Facebook movement. That, you know, maybe we'd be better off if we were able to go back in time just a little bit. It wasn't all that long ago before we uh, had smartphones and, and all of that. Uh, so maybe part of it is is yearning for a simpler time. But I think at another level, it's just it's a rejection of just kind of how needlessly complicated we've we've made our lives as a result of smartphones or how much they, they've become pervasive in our lives. As a new study of today, researchers at San Francisco State University say that smartphone addiction increases loneliness and isolation. All of this connection to the world that we're supposed to have through these devices is actually making us more isolated. So we got to doing some research on this, and it's interesting because Warren Buffett's one example of someone who can certainly afford a nice phone, uh, but a a very well-known individual, and there are others who have have gone this route where, look, you need to reach me. Flip phone is good for that. Otherwise, everything else, I don't need it. And, you know, flip phones, they were kind of fun in a way. At least, you know, hanging up on somebody. Uh, So joining us for some further thoughts, and it's interesting because I've seen this guy's name in a number of these articles, too. Uh, Jim Thatcher is an assistant professor of urban studies at the University of Washington, Tacoma. Uh, His own story about why he made the switch... And how it's uh, simplified his life. He joins us on the line here this afternoon. Jim,
0: welcome to the program. Uh, Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: It's interesting. I mean, I've seen your story in in many different articles. You've almost become like an unofficial spokesperson for all of this.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that happened. (laughs) But yes, it appears to have
1: Okay, so but I think your, your story is, is maybe typical of, of a lot of people who are, are making the switch or making the switch back. How did you go from a, a smartphone to a, a more simpler flip phone device?
0: Um, completely honestly, uh, my daughter bumped a table. Not her fault. She was learning to walk. <laughs> knocked the smartphone off, and it shattered, and I just didn't feel like replacing it. So I went for a few weeks without a phone at all, and then my uh, spouse pointed out to me, hey, Jim, we have a couple of kids. I need to be able to reach you. So I went on to uh, eBay and bought the cheapest smartphone, uh, flip phone I could find.
1: And obviously then that doesn't have Twitter, doesn't have Facebook, does, doesn't have any no. of that.
0: No, it, it doesn't, although I'm actually active on all of those social media platforms. And mm-hmm. I teach students how to mine and visualize data from those platforms as well.
1: Yeah, it's funny because, you know, being on a, a phone other than a smartphone doesn't mean you're, you're shut off from the world, doesn't mean you're, you're rejecting technology, it just really changes how you interact with all of that, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, for me at least, and, and, and it works for me, and I, I don't espouse it as something everyone needs to or should do, but for me it helps me to be more purposeful about when and how I'm engaging in these other spaces, other uh, roles, other situations.
1: So what, what, what does it allow you to, you can, I'm trying to think back to when I had one, I mean, you can phone, obviously you can text, right?
0: Yeah, you can text very slowly with T9, if you remember that, Yeah, okay, auto That's right. bills and you have to, yeah, it's, um, just in general, it's, it's much slower and more purposeful. If I want to go somewhere new, I have to check a map before I leave. If I want to meet up with someone somewhere, we have to set a place that we both know where to get to. It's, Um, On one level, that is more limiting in the sense that I can't do that sort of on-the-fly, just-in-time coordination that's become a staple of our lives. But on the other hand, it lets me get lost a bit more, and it allows me to pay more attention to the immediate environment I'm in. I have to pay attention to, oh, what's that cross street? I can't just wait for something to prompt me to tell me when to turn and things like that.
1: It's a lot more fun to hang up when you're done a conversation with a flip phone. That I miss.
0: <laughs> it is. It is very aesthetically pleasurable to flip the thing closed.
1: It is indeed. But it's it's funny how we're we're seeing more of this. I mean, uh, you know, Warren Buffett of of all people, um, you know, has a flip phone. Uh, NFL quarterback Andrew Luck, the the superstar Rihanna. So uh, there there's some kind of trend afoot here. I, I don't know quite what it is, but I, I find it quite fascinating.
0: Well, completely honestly. It's actually. It actually costs. It, I mean, you can save money with a flip phone, but it also is more expensive and harder. The cheapest phones you can get at the moment are the very, very sort of older kind of um, not that great smartphones. And one of the reasons they're so cheap is that they provide a wealth of data to the service providers. And that data effectively, you know, um, is sucked up and then used to aggregate and market uh, products back to you. So in a sense, um, you end up with a smartphone, but it's, it's costing you sort of some privacy rights. And so on that... On that level, if you are wealthy enough to not have to be reachable in every way at all times, a flip phone does kind of provide a pushback against that sort of um, data and attentional economies.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. We all had them, maybe 10 years, 12 years, something along those lines. uh,
0: 2008 is the launch of the iPhone 3G, I believe, and I think the first iPhone is only a year or two before that. So, yeah a decade
1: right and so maybe at some level it's people longing for a simpler time but I, I think it's maybe also a way of kind of weaning ourselves off I don't want to call it an addiction but we, we don't become slaves to our devices and, and that wasn't the case a decade ago
0: no um and I, I don't know if your uh, listeners will be interested in this anecdote, but in the 1930s, a German author, Walter Benjamin, writes about the creation of the telephone and how upsetting it is that now people he doesn't know can reach into his home and upset <laughs> him by ringing it. And I think that, you know, so this isn't a, this isn't a new sort of uh, phenomenon, but the degree to which it's occurring, the, de- re- the degree to which we're always reachable, we're always looking at our phone, we're always trying to be... entertained or or interact with someone else that is new and this isn't a flip phone allows you a brief pause in that and an ability to sort of step outside it for a moment and be a bit more intentional and purposeful in your acts
1: and so have you have you noticed that change since uh, you made that switch
0: oh yeah Yeah. Uh, it's it's great for me because as as I mentioned, the whole impetus of this or this whole cause of it was my my uh, my younger daughter, and mm-hmm. now when I'm with her, there's nobody buzzing me. There's no like, ooh, gotta check out Twitter. Oh, gotta take this picture and post it to Instagram. I, I can't take pictures with my phone, so it's it's a but it's much more about being in the moment and and spending time with them. And then when I want to be on the Internet, I mean, I still have a laptop. I still have a desktop. I still have plenty of devices that allow me to interact when I want to.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, for me, my daughter's at the age where she has a phone. My son's getting to the, the age where he's starting to say, when can I get a phone? <laughs> um, so, And I, I, mean, I guess for you at some point, right, you, you know, you're going to have to address that yeah. with, with your own kids. I think does this change maybe how you view the question?
0: Um, I suspect... And again, my my children are too young. But I suspect that when their peers get phones, I will allow them to, because the the purpose of this is not to, you know, raise some child that thinks it's the 1990s. It's more of a a personal thing. And to the degree that her social circles will undoubtedly rely on technology that hasn't been invented yet, um, I, I would like her to be able to participate in that.
1: Yeah, well, it's quite fascinating. Uh, people can find you on Twitter, by the way, if they're uh, interested. A logical fallacy, and I, I think that's your, your daughter peeking over your shoulder there in, uh, in the picture. <laughs> yes, that's uh, true. Yeah, Jim, it, it, fascinating conversation. Thanks so much for joining us here today. I appreciate this.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: There you go. That's uh, Jim Thatcher, uh, Assistant Professor of Urban Studies at the University of Washington, Tacoma. His own story on uh, why he made that switch. It's interesting. There, there's, um, Well, there was something that was released in 2015 called The Light Phone. And the Light Phone Two is coming out soon. Already four thousand pre-orders. This is kind of an in-between. They call it the anti-smartphone phone. So it's not a flip phone, but it's, or rather, it's not a smartphone. It's it's similar to one, uh, but it just you've got calls, texting, GPS, your contacts. You know, you can have like ride-hailing, like Uber, but there's no social media, no browser, no email, nothing like that. So it's kind of the in-between, I guess, and, and it seems to be a market for it, which is interesting. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.